Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian with your Market View. Now, diamonds are a girl's best friend, but some trading firms are hoping that diamonds can become all investors' best friends. Now, according to Investment and Pensions Europe, or IPE, there have been attempts over the past 30 years to commoditize the good via a futures exchange or a fund, but each has been met with a fair share of problems. Now, the main issue lies in the fact that each diamond is unique and hard to price, unlike gold, which has standardized quantities and purity. But a commodity firm called Diamond Standard has managed to commoditize diamonds by grouping them into equally valued clusters. So how does it work exactly now? For more, let's speak to Amelia Bodo, Managing Director, Market Strategy at Diamond Standard. Hi, Amelia. How are you? Hi, how are you? It's great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Well, and thanks for joining us all the way from Florida, I believe, right? Yes, that's true. Uh, Amelia, before we get started, I uh, appreciate if you could tell us a little bit more about Diamond Standard. Sure. So as you mentioned, Diamond Standard created the world's first regulated diamond commodity. And this has made diamonds um, an investable asset class for the first time. And as you were speaking about, because diamonds are so different from each other, uh, they couldn't be an investable asset class previously because of the four C's, right? Color, cut, clarity, carrot. They're all so individualized. And so what we did was we made um, our founder, Cormac Kenny made uh, two diamond commodities, a bar and a coin, and they're fungible, which means they aren't, the bars and the coins aren't identical to each other, but they are gemologically equivalent to each other. And we can kind of go into what we mean by that. But I wanted to show you and any viewers them first so we can kind of see what we're talking about before we talk about it further. So that is a diamond standard coin. And you can see it has a token on the back. And on the side, that white line is a computer chip. And then this is a diamond standard bar. So you notice the diamonds are larger than the coin. And once again, um, the computer chip and uh, the token on the back. So in value, the coin is right now today about 5,760 US dollars. And the bar, because it's 10 times larger than the coin is around you know 57,000 US dollars. So I just wanted to set the base and show you what we're speaking about. Right. And another big question on our minds, Amelia, how does diamond trading work with diamond standard and also how this uh, differs from traditional diamond trade? So I'll first just a little bit tell you how we get the diamonds to make these commodities and then how investors can can trade or buy the commodities. So the first step is uh, we basically are a market maker. We have a loose diamond exchange with 175 members and members are manufacturers of diamonds. Those are the cutters and polishes from India, from Antwerp, uh, you know, the people who actually cut and polish the diamonds that we buy the polished diamonds from. We bid on about a million diamonds a week to um, have price discovery. We end up with about 10, a set of 10,000 diamonds weekly. And that statistically represents the scarcity of those diamonds in, in the earth. And so that statistical sample of 10,000 diamonds, whether we buy it today or whether we buy it 10 years from now, is the same. It's equivalent. That is the diamond standard. And so then we have an optimizer. So through computer technology, an optimizer sorts those diamonds and puts them into the coins and bars so that each coin is equivalent 
to the next coin. So that's what we do as a market maker to go out and buy the diamonds. But if you're an investor and you would like to buy um, the diamond coin or the diamond bar, you would come to us at our website and go through a KYC process. Um, it takes about 45 days to manufacture either um, to manufacture the coin, say. And then if you do want to trade it, um, once you receive it, you would put it in Brinks, um, a custodian. So if you're overseas, uh, it can't be shipped to an overseas address, but you would take delivery of it into your custodial account at Brinks in Delaware. And if you wanted to trade it, we have a secondary market with no fees that you can come on and trade it. And that's where the blockchain comes in. So all of the diamonds, all of the information about the diamonds, their statistics, their um, certificates are stored on this blockchain. You can look it up just via your phone and all of the GIA and IGI certificates are right there. You can see them. And then the other thing you can do is come on to our secondary market and actually trade the token. So once your coiner bar is at Brinks, the custodian, all you have to do to buy or sell more is um, exchange the token. So mm -hmm. you don't actually have to come and physically move the bar. It will remain at Brinks and the token will transfer uh, basically to the new owner. Right. And I want to take a look at your customers as well, or the investors on your platform. Diamond mm -hmm. Standard, you serve mostly high net worth individuals, uh, institutional investors, hedge funds. But I understand retirement accounts are not on the list. So tell us a little bit more about that. They actually are starting on the list. So we had to kind of begin at the beginning and see what we could do. And for retirement accounts, um, the difficulty was that they usually can't hold a physical commodity in an IRA account. And so we started um, the Diamond Standard Fund, and that's co-managed with Horizon Kinetics. It's for accredited investors. It's a private fund. And uh, what happens is the fund holds the commodities. And then people who invest in the fund, it can be an, through an IRA, they um, have a share in the fund. And so that allows in retirement um, accounts to participate in this commodity movement that we have. Yep. So earlier you mentioned about trading diamonds uh, using via a custodian and, and brings, I understand. How can a man in the street invest in diamonds? You expect to list a number of standard futures. You're looking to list a diamond ETF on the New York Stock Exchange. What is the status right now? All of those are we're working on them um, very hard in the background. So we can't give you status or updates yet until it becomes public information, but I'd love to come back on when it does and, and you know, disclose that to you and, and talk about it. But the overarching thesis for any investor looking at diamonds is basically that diamonds are scarce. They're scarcer than gold. And um, kind of like gold in the early 2000s when the ETF for gold was first uh, introduced, um, you know, that led to a lot of demand, obviously, in gold and a price rise. And so, for diamonds, only 1% of $1.2 trillion, which is the market of diamonds, is held by investors. And compare that to gold, which is 30% of the market for gold is held by investors. And about 19% for silver is held by investors. So diamonds have you know, a long way to go. And so the investment thesis really, when you're looking at diamonds, is um, a longer term position build to take advantage early of um, while these products eventually are introduced, um, you know, the supply gets constrained, the demand mm -hmm. gets more, and that should eventually lead to a price rise. 
Right. Um, before I get to the opportunities and supply and demand of diamonds, I'd just like mm -hmm. to take a look at the nature of diamond trade. Because previously, as we have chatted earlier, diamonds can be differentiated by their color gray, their clarity. Mm -hmm. uh, but the standardization of diamonds as a form of commodity, how would that change the nature of diamond trade? It really puts a lot of pressure on the diamond trade. So, you know, there hasn't been a significant discovery of a large mine in about 20 years. And so the supply of diamonds is not increasing, say, rapidly. It's holding steady to diminishing as some of the diamond mines, you know, eventually come offline. We saw Argyle Diamond Mine, which is a pink diamond mine in Australia, come offline. Uh, they finished mining in 2020. And so as we at Diamond Standard come into the market and buy 10,000 diamonds, you know, a week, that does um, definitely increase demand uh, to the point where it will probably be hard, you know, a few years on if we do the volumes that we're talking about when these other financial products are introduced to actually find the diamonds, which is why um, probably diamond jewelers and, and us as well at Diamond Standard will look into recycling diamonds, meaning there's diamonds held, obviously, by the public mm, uh, in, right. in jewelry. And so we're going to have to buy those diamonds and recycle ah, them from people's jewelry. Nice. If you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Amelia Bodo, Managing Director, Market Strategy at Diamond Standard. Well, Amelia, uh, I want to turn our attention to look at the supply of diamonds. Mm -hmm. Belgium, which is a large trading center for the commodity or for diamonds, currently import diamonds from Russia in diminished amounts. But now with Belgium under moral pressure to discontinue diamond trade, what do you think this would mean for supply? It's just going to constrain it uh, even further. Supply has been constrained by El Rosa and the sanctions um, against El Rosa, which is the Russian um, diamond mining company. Um, and the Kimberley process, which is uh, held in Botswana about two weeks ago, they are the organization of 85 countries who are responsible for labeling conflict diamonds. They had a meeting to see if they were going to um, include or expand that definition of conflict diamonds to possibly include the Russia-Ukraine war. And they chose not to at that time, though they said in 2023 it will be under um, some further review. But that doesn't mean in individual countries can you know, begin again to sanction El Rosa even further than they already have been. So that would just supply, you know, constrain supply uh, even more. So it's a tough market for diamonds, but that's what makes it interesting at this time right. because it's, um, it has increasing demand with kind of a diminishing supply. And uh, well, Amelia, what are some of the opportunities and challenges for diamonds right now? And to what extent is diamond a good form of investment hedge? It's a good form of investment hedge. Strangely, as we've seen over the past couple of years, Gold, which is known as an inflation hedge, and global inflation is, is so high um, everywhere in the world, um, it hasn't performed that well over the past couple of years. And that probably has to do with the fact that interest rates are rising very quickly globally, and also the fact that the dollar, the US dollar, um, which gold is priced in, is not just strong, it's exceptionally strong. And so that is dampening um, demand for gold. But the good thing about diamonds is that diamonds are relatively uncorrelated with almost every financial asset, whether it be bonds, stocks, international equities, you know, it doesn't matter the equity market. 
So it's very interesting. And, and it's also uncorrelated with other commodities. So because of it, it's not correlated. It ends up being a good inflation hedge. And inflation isn't really disappearing anytime soon. I mean, we've seen what we think in the United States is probably our peak inflation. It's coming lower core inflation in the US, but not significantly lower. It's still much, much higher than, you know, the Fed's 2% target. And so it's sticky and it's probably here to stay into next year. And I know a lot of analysts around the world are trying to gauge Mm. global economic slowdown. And so precious metals and we'll treat diamond in that class as well. People look to those and buy those one in times of inflation, but also two in times of global uncertainty, which certainly 2023 will have. And before we let you go, Amelia, mm-hmm. what is the outlook for diamonds and also like diamond ETFs or diamond trading instruments that you're coming up with? And uh, what are some of Diamond Standards plans to make diamond trading more accessible to investors in the near term? It's hard to discuss our, our future plans as they are underway. And we really can't mm. say anything until they're sure. public. But I would always, you know, love for people to, of course, check in mm. and check in on their website and come back and discuss when our next, um, you know, public mm. launch will be. But we continue to work hard behind the scenes. And for now, you know, as investors buy these, these commodities from us, the physical commodities and or invest in the fund, Importantly, that increases our liquidity. And so that allows for more investors to come in and trade. It builds our secondary market, which the if you are an owner already of a coin, you can come on and trade um, for free. And so it just kind of helps expand the business. And also, you know, for investors, more liquidity is better than less liquidity. Right. So the outlook ahead, more liquidity going forward for the more liquidity trade, going yeah? forward. Yeah. And, and more demand because diamonds are certainly scarcer than gold. So that scarcity is also a factor when you're thinking about an investment. All right. Thank you very much. That was Amelia Bodo, Managing Director, Market Strategy at Diamond Standard. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.